0: Hey guys, kia ora, faka lofalahiatu, and no my hookie my kitoku podcast, Life Lessons with Leash. And if you haven't already clicked, my name is Leash, and this podcast is all about those life lessons, Life Lessons with Leash, or Triple L for short. Triple L, was it just reminds me of like Triple H. Like I'm about to like body slam you with some life lessons with some hard hitting truths, but. Triple L is a safe space where we can talk about our lessons, my lessons, my guest lessons, and sometimes there's a bit of pain in those lessons. There's a bit of trauma, but we speak on that and we talk about how we turned it around into our power or into our triumph. I hope this podcast inspires you, educates you on different topics, gives you something to think about, and also entertains you. I love to have a little bit of fun, but yeah, that's it for now. Thank you so much for being here I am so excited to get into today's episode let's get into it let's go hey guys I am so excited this is my first ever podcast and I am with changing lanes oh my gosh I should say Elena Key yeah. <laughs> Elena Key changing lanes make it pretty um what else do you go by JLo on oh. TikTok
1: <laughs> a few cages <laughs> ago <laughs> oh yeah
0: <laughs> But yeah, um welcome, welcome to the podcast, girl. Thanks. I'm so excited to have you here today. Um and I thought I would start off actually talking about how we met. Um because for me, I literally met you off a podcast as well from um Healthy Chick 101's podcast. Yeah. And when I found your podcast, I was so excited because it was the start of when I started so extra. Um, and I was, mean. I was looking for somebody who was in business, like who looked like me. Mm. Like when I started business. And... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <no. laughs> <Beautiful, actually. laughs> when I started business, like I was looking at, you know, Gary v, mm. um What's his name? Isaac, Isaac John from oh, YKTR, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was cool. Nice. Cause he's Islander too. Mm. So I was like, Oh cool. But I wanted to like, you know, follow somebody like a woman, like yep. wahine tour, a you know, so I came across you, I literally like stalked everything, like your podcast, I listened to all your podcast episodes, um, went on your Instagram, everything, oh my gosh, and then you had um, your Balloons yeah. 101,
1: oh my gosh, I forgot about that. I still have the glasses you gave me. Do you? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, so she had um, a Balloons 101 tour, and i went to it and it was so random cuz i do sunglasses and then i was like oh can i just like cuz i knew and i think you know in business like when you're just around someone who's doing similar to what you're doing in business Um, just the what's the word? Like the energy in the room and just you can really look at someone and just be inspired by them. And I think I needed that in my business at the time. I was so new, uh, was so extra. So I came to the balloons 101, which was amazing, by the way. Like I And even when I walked in, I like, no, like no offense, but I wasn't expecting it to be so big. Like it was a full full out venue. You had like catering, like, all, like it was so nice. And there were heaps of people. And I was just like, wow, like, oh my gosh, like you did that. And your family, like I remember walking up and your family members, I feel like it was your family. Was it your family? Yeah. Your family was there like greeting. Oh, true. (laughs) they were greeting everyone and i was like this is just a vibe like this mm. is what i aspire to be like so from that i introduced myself and then i gave you the sunglasses and i was so happy because like you didn't have to like post me on social media but like you posted about me and i feel like that actually really helped Um, get awareness in the area, like in West um, Melbourne. And a lot of people actually, like, they still know me from this day, like from you. Like when I meet them, I'm like, oh, how did you find, as you do, I'm always like, how did you find me? Like to see where it came from. Um, and they say from you so and I've had so many like uh, other businesses reach out to collaborate and shit because of you yeah so it was really nice that you did that and yeah you're obviously like so genuine in what you do you want to help other Polynesian women Um, and yeah that's how we met So long welcome. Yeah, yeah. It feels so long ago. Um, actually, as well. And then you had um Erica, the Queen oh, of Confidence yeah, yeah. on, and then I joined um Erica's. Oh, oh my that gosh, that's how it? I joined, oh. yeah. So that's how, oh my gosh, if it wasn't for you, like I probably wouldn't have been like I wouldn't be like doing what I'm doing today. Oh, oh my gosh, so that's cool. so funny. Um, so yeah, they met, you know, that's Erica.
1: What you did is that's why it's important yeah. that you came and you yeah. put yourself in that you
0: know true oh my gosh that's so yeah. funny
1: that's so good
0: yeah and then you you were at one of the sisterhood events because you were in the sisterhood yeah, for yeah. a bit um and then from there we just kept meeting up and every time we met up like we'd always have really good conversations like mm. like conversations like deep conversations like proper not airy fairy like how are you like no well, we're talking we're in the
1: same that same business space you know yeah. so we relate, and there's not many that are you know, not yeah. many Polynesians here in Melbourne that are in that space. So in yeah. particular, it's always, always um, a vibe. Yeah,
0: it was such a vibe. So, yeah, from there, we just kept meeting up and everything. Oh, my gosh, this is like five minutes already. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's, that's how we met. And I would love for you, uh, for anybody who doesn't know you, to just go ahead and introduce yourself, hype yourself up, and all the accolades <laughs> and all the amazing things that you've done in the world
1: um so my name is elena key and i'm originally from new zealand i live here in melbourne with alish and um i've been here for almost like almost 13 years so i'm originally from auckland from north shore and um i'm a mum. i have three kids and i'm married and I have a business, Make It Pretty, which is sort of how – oh, you would have found me through the podcast, but that all sort of has stemmed from my business. Yep. So I run an event business. Um, and, yeah, I'm Samoan. What else can I tell you? <laughs> nice, someone. Yeah, that's basically me.
0: How did, um, how did Make It Pretty come about? Like, how did that all start?
1: So Make It Pretty – I didn't actually like wake up one day and try to start a business like what actually happened was um i i don't know if you guys remember but like a few years ago quite a while ago actually um i when lolly jars like candy tables was a thing like i don't know if you, anyone remembers that but do you remember that yeah, yeah 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 like at birthdays and events people would always have a table of like color coordinated candies yeah. and they'd have all these candy jars So the way I got into my business was one day I was just on Gumtree, which is like New Zealand's version of um, Trade Me. And I saw someone hiring out lolly jars on Gumtree. And everyone used to always borrow mine because I had like a whole collection. And so I've always liked nice things. I've always liked to do like decorations and stuff, I guess. But when I saw that on Gumtree, I thought like it was such a good idea because everyone borrowed mine. And so I took photos of my uh, lolly jars and put mine up on Gumtree, and then people started hiring from me on Gumtree. And then, then I realized. Well, then I looked around. What else could I put up like that I owned, you know, and hire out? And I I, I noticed that because I was fairly new then, like prop hire. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. There's like party hire stores that have been around, but prop hire is a different sort of thing. And I started seeing on Gumtree that people would have like cake stands and all this stuff and hire out. So I started buying them. And then it turned into like an excuse for me to buy expensive things and justify <laughs> it to my husband. Cause I'd be like, I'll just hire it out. And then that's pretty much how I got into it. True. And it blew up when I learned how to do balloons. So this was when balloons to me were fairly new, like, um, the garlands, balloon garlands, yeah. it was like, I had not seen that before, and when I saw that, I just wanted to give it a try. It looked fun, and um, tried it, and then my business, like, blew up because I got good at it, and then, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Nice,
0: true. So, yeah, Make It Pretty is um, quite well-known, and like you said, it it blew up. So what do you think uh, was, like, the key factors to make it pretty, like, being successful or blowing up?
1: There's a few things. I think – To begin with, like, and I think this would be most valuable to people. um, When I was first starting out, what sort of got me on the path of success was I did a lot of free work. So in the beginning, I, um, like when I started balloons, I basically, one, I did, I used any excuse I had to decorate. So if, for example, Mm. it's Halloween now so if you took me back to that time and it was halloween i would have done halloween balloons and i did that and that gave me content it gave me experience it gave me content and um yeah so any excuse and then like anyone that i knew if they had something i would be like oh do you want me to do like a garland and then like i would even pay for it myself so that's what i mean by free work i would do it all for free and then that's how i sort of got my name out amongst people who i knew because then they'd go to that party and see who did the balloons. And so everyone started knowing that I was doing balloons. And that's sort of how I slowly started getting a name for myself. And then I got, the more I did, the better I got. And then it turned into, I would do it for free for people, but they would pay for the product that I use, like the balloons. And then Mm -hmm. eventually it got to the point where friend of a friend wanted something. And then I'd felt more comfortable charging them Mm because I don't know them. Yeah. Like, and then, my name got out amongst all the people I knew and then I put myself like in posi- positions. Once I like could do it, then I would like find out if something was happening and then I'd be like, Hey, do you want me to do a balloon garland for you? Like thing, people that I didn't know, um, I just built my name that way. Like I put nice. myself in a position by doing that. I worked for free. I would collab all of that in the beginning. Um, stuff like Adam Sims, oh, is it? you know, the backup artist, Your wifey's favorite?
0: Nah.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, anyways, he came from um, the States to... He did like a tour here and then I hit them up and asked if they needed like decorations and collab with them. Like, I would do that stuff to get my name and brand out there. And that 100% Mm -hmm. was one of the first things that helped me like build to where I am today was that got my name out. Mm. One, that gave me content, which is if you follow Gary V, which is the second, like a second point I would say that was that helped me with my success is I follow Gary V on um, social media and he gives so much free practical advice. You follow him, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, he, yeah, he's, he gave me heaps of advice and I would just follow it. Yeah. Um, and he goes hard about content eh? yeah. like content is king. And that's essentially what I was doing. I was just any excuse to decorate, I would make content all the time. Like, and then that got my name out. So that's one of the first things following Gary V is another thing that's helped me with my success. Um, and I think being like true to who I am, like I just was, what you see is what you get. And I showed up like a lot of businesses don't show up Mm. and they don't like, you go to a page and you don't know who they are. Yeah. And that 100% helps with business. Like if you, it has for me anyway, like showing who I am and then showing like my family and you know, like just showing who's behind the brand has definitely helped. And I've just been who I am, like, online. And that's made people, like, connect with my business more. And that will be the difference between them booking with someone else and with me because they feel like they know us. Yes. You know? So, like, that's definitely helped.
0: That's so good. And going back on, like, you had to ask a lot of people for things and put yourself out there. And I feel like a lot of the time, and sometimes this happens with me as well, it's like I'm too scared to – you know, ask for something, you know, because they might, you know, reject me or Mm. you make it mean so many other things. So how did you feel about, like, was it easy for you to ask for things? And then as well, um, how did you go with rejection? Did you get rejected?
1: Yep. Some people wouldn't reply to me. I I didn't, I didn't do too much of it. I think, I think you definitely need to get out of your comfort zone for one. Mm-hmm. And if you get one win, then you like that. That's what helped me is that because I asked and I got. Well, one, I was confident. Like I did the work to be confident mm-hmm. in what I was offering. That's that's definitely what helped. Like yeah. because I was confident in what I did, and I had a lot of good content. I'm offering them something good for free, and yes. most people aren't going to turn that down. Yeah. So if you've got good service or something good, they're not going to turn that down. Yeah. Um. So that's one, but. And then i think i just i know that you have to get out of your comfort zone and it pays off you know and it did like obviously because me asking paid off has paid off a lot more than any rejection um yeah that's just helped that's how i got it i think there's steps to it too i feel like yeah i guess like i said i had a good product to offer like if you don't have anything good to offer then yeah like what what you know
0: like you knew your worth and you yeah. knew your value so you'd yeah. be like if you offered it and someone was like oh no you'd be like oh wow you're waste- like you're missing out like yeah. so then and,
1: and you have to you have to have thick skin like yeah. you know but yeah it's a it's a, so a combination of that stuff um but i 100% did that i would put myself in those positions i would ask i would reach out like if anything was on hmm. I didn't do it heaps, but I did it enough, like, yeah. to get my name out there. So, for example, like, I think there was like a um expo, a Polynesian business expo, like a few years ago, and I would just hit them up and be like, "Hey, this is my business. Nice. Like, you know, like, yeah. if you want something, I'm happy to like donate whatever." And what that does is it just puts my name in that mm. event, and then everyone comes and sees my business, yeah. you know, like. So I just, yeah, you unless you ask, then.
0: And all the free stuff that you're talking about, like you did it free for the start, but it's gonna pay off in the end because it's well, awareness, it's people, you know, knowing your brand and yeah. like there's so. Well, much you more did the benefit. same thing.
1: Like you put yourself in a position. You came to my balloon class knowing you're not gonna do balloons, yeah. but you want you wanted you wanted, you came for a different reason. You yeah. were self-aware of what you came for, and then you gave me glasses, yeah. which you were just saying that like you actually got business from that, yeah. you know what I mean? And then yeah. you gave that to me, then I posted it up because I actually really liked it. I still have them to this day. I nice. still wear them. <laughs> and then, um you know what I mean? Like that, if you didn't yeah, put yourself in that position, yeah, if you didn't yep. put yourself in position, look at all these things that you just brought up now, wouldn't have happened, Yeah. you know? Like that's what it comes down to. You have to ask, you have to put yourself in positions, you have to try, like... yeah. That's how you get somewhere.
0: Nice. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. Um, and going back to the content that you're talking about, like content is king. Gary oh, V talks 100%. about it so much. It's- and I love your content so much and everything that you do online. And you recently just hit 70K followers on Instagram. That's crazy, man. So um, talk, yeah, talk about content and also like do you have any tips for like businesses that want to grow their social media?
1: definitely content like you need good content so i mean if you're talking my any any business i'd say you need content but specifically for my industry um yeah i would just say you have to put the money into it like if you're not if you don't have enough content for the jobs you're doing then make content like Mm. i do photo shoots all the time at home because I want to show new props and, you know, whatnot, and so I do it at home, and that gets me good content, and I'm lucky now that we have so much work that I just put my work up, and that's my content, yes. Um. but what has got my numbers growing is reels, so really? Instagram, it's reels, like, yeah. like, I do a reel for every set that I do, if you look on my page, it's, like, just a time-lapse, but yeah. the reels just made me, like, boom, like, True. and I'm just consistently, like, growing, like, fast. So I 100% say do reels. Like just find all the... You can even go to like my page. Any industry could go to my page and download all the audios on my reels and just do your whatever your business is to that audio. Because I just... I go through my feed. If I get any good audio, then I save it.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I go and put it on and I do a reel to it. Nice. That's what's made me grow. Do you use
0: hashtags or anything like that? Yeah, Yeah, I do
1: use hashtags. I think that does help a little bit. But, you know, I grew organically well, I'm still growing organically but I grew to about 20,000 and I was stuck on that for about a year, two years during the pandemic. I didn't really put anything into my business. I was yeah. lazy with it. Um but then this year I you know everyone was talking about reels and then I put that into my business like so like instead of just photos I do a reel for everyone like I said mm. and that is what has made me grow nice. like consistently True. So, 100% so get on reel. those reels yeah
0: nice I love what you do online and we talked about this before like I say like you're very raw and real and you talk about what you're going through and I think that's why a lot of people gravitate to you because they're like oh shit like she's actually talking about real life things mm. um and you also share this online, you know, COVID really affected your business and what you went through, not only your business, but it affected your livelihood, um, your mental well-being. There was so much, you know, that happened during COVID um, and I'd love for you to speak on that.
1: Well, COVID was crap. <laughs> Anyone in Melbourne, honestly, like mm. my hat goes off, to like just... Nobody can understand or comprehend what we went through here in Melbourne. Like, being the most lockdown city in the world, you just can't understand. And being in my industry in Melbourne, like, was so hard because we, yeah, like, we got shut down overnight, no warning, we weren't allowed to work, and we were the last industry to open back up, too. So Mm. every time we did get out of lockdowns, we were so restricted that we basically couldn't even work either. So and there wasn't a lot of support so it was really hard and for me personally I got pregnant during covid and I don't have good pregnancy so like being isolated and pregnant and sick was like even worse and I think now I'm realizing the fix of it because when I came out of covid and we just opened up I just had a baby and we had to just work yeah. like we had to work back all all the bookings that were cancelled and it's been, like, hectic, and only this year has we've have I slowed down on working. I've trained my husband to go out and actually set up for me. I do all of the behind the scenes, and he goes and actually installs the balloons. Um, so I'm not, I'm not as busy as I was doing it, and now that I'm not as busy and occupied by work, now I'm, like, feeling, like, the mm. effects of COVID, of how lonely it was, how just – It was hard here. Like, people were at each other's throats about, like, vaccines. Mm -hmm. Like, it was so conflicting. And we were also, like, our kids struggled so much, being locked down so much. Like, it's... And now I feel like there's a lot of FOMO because we did miss out on, like... Like, we essentially missed out on two years of our kids' lives. Like, they weren't allowed to grow or do anything. Like, you know, like, they they couldn't go to school. They couldn't, like, develop their talents and do, like, sports and stuff. Like, we were stuck at home for two years. Mm. So yeah, I'm, sp- it was hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was such a hard time. Um, and going on to that too, you just, you just shared that you, um, you decided to move home. You decided to move home to New Zealand. Yes. Um, So how did that come about?
1: I know. Um, <laughs> I said I would never move back. That's why you never say never guys. But, um, a lot of things like I shared to you before we started this podcast, I have felt I wanted to move away from Melbourne before the pandemic hit. Yeah. So I've always wanted to go to Queensland and I didn't want to live in Melbourne like long term. Mm. Um, then when the pandemic hit, I was like 100% want out of Melbourne being the most lockdown city. I was yeah. like, stuff this place, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> but we obviously couldn't go because we had like two years of cancelled events yeah. to to rebook and only recently i think we've got one left that we extended to next year but we've pretty much worked them all off and um so i've wanting to i've been wanting to leave here and this whole year we were planning to move to queensland we weren't sure yet when mm. i think the earliest we were going to go was the end of this year but we were planning to move out but what made me turn me to going to queensland was i mean to new zealand was that I just got really homesick at the beginning of the year. Like, I've battled depression a lot this year. Like, re- like the worst I've ever battled it. Mm. And I haven't really spoken much on it because it's still very raw. Like, yeah. I've had moments of depression and I've um, got help when I needed it and it's been short, short, and then I've found ways to cope and I've gotten out of it. Yeah. This has been the longest I've been stuck in it and felt like I couldn't get out of it. And I haven't shared it because – like it's for me i mean i think a lot of people talk about how like it's hard to share Mm. but i know for me i've been embarrassed about it like embarrassed that i haven't been able to get a hold of it and, and, and help myself and like you know and so i've kept it all in and like hidden it away and and in that that's made me homesick too like thinking about all we went through the pandemic and how like even working the, all the credits back and how me and my husband have done it all ourselves and dragged our kids to work and just you know like we have family here but not much and the family that we do here have, have big families and like we there's just back home you have like multiple family members that you yeah. can call on yeah family and friends people that you grew up with mm. here like i only have a few family and they're just they got their own lives you know like mm. I there's no one i could just be like unless i'm completely desperate but yeah. You know, this is my business. This is what I have to deal with. So we've just done it ourselves. Yeah. And I'm at a point where I don't want to do it myself anymore. Like, you know, and I I remember I had a conversation with um, a family friend at the beginning of the year. She's like a second mom to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And just the comfort she gave me, I was like, this is why people move home. They moved mm. back for family for that support, and I was like, I haven't had that for so long. And just in like the sh- she would she wouldn't even know that she did this for me, but mm. she, that was the first thing that opened my mind to moving back to New Zealand. And since then, it's just grown and grown all year. Mm. And I've just seen the benefits of moving back to New Zealand, the culture for my kids. Like I, I feel in my kids that they like have identity issues being here in Australia. Like I personally do, and I. I came here when I was 16 for one year to Queensland with my family. And I, I felt that a lot in the youth, like mm. that, well, whose parents were from New Zealand, but they were raised in Australia. I could just feel the disconnect mm. and I was starting to feel that with my own kids. And so like, I would like to take them home to where I grew up and like let them learn that culture. Cause you can't teach that anywhere else, mm, but yeah. New Zealand, like I'm proud to be a New Zealander, like yeah. I just feel like the culture back home is like irreplaceable, like yeah, priceless.
0: Yeah, nice. Oh, well, thanks for sharing sharing about that. And sometimes it's hard to to you know admit you know what you're going through behind closed doors. But what I love about you is that like you're actually you're doing something about it, and mm. you've found like okay, cool. Like I'm gonna go back to New Zealand, um, and I want to speak about what comes from saying you're going back to New Zealand because so many people see like when you move from New Zealand to Australia oh my gosh she's amazing she's killing it she's going to you know she's going to do better it's amazing over there and then for you to be like oh no I'm actually going home back to New Zealand so many people think oh like you know, she's going back to that, like, shithole, like, she just got out, why is she going back there, and um, I actually used to have this as well, when I, when I moved from New Zealand to Australia, thinking I was, you know, doing better, and so much better, and New Zealand is shit, and looking down on New Zealand, it's, it's just freaking, it's, it's crazy that. and I hear this, I've heard it so much, people saying, I got out, I got out of the hood, I got out of, you know, like, just stuff like that, so I'd love for you to talk about, um, firstly, saying that you're going home. Was there anything there where you're like, "Oh shit!" Like I have like facing that, and then why do you think people think it like New Zealand's so like negative?
1: Good question. Um, honestly, I put up. You know, you saw this is why this podcast came up because yeah. you, you saw my post about that because uh, it's actually really sad. Yes, like since we've actually decided to go home, like the the reaction understandable one which i'll get into but like when i thought about it i was like it's actually really sad how we look at new zealand mm. and obviously because i am going back now now it like it's happening so i think about all the positives and you know i'm i over all like i mean i'm i am scared about like the hardship back home and everything but yeah, um but i i just felt sad that we like feel that way towards the place that we all grew and yeah. became who we are you know like so we, we get it all the time now. Everyone's, like, waiting for to hear what the tragedy is of why we're moving yeah. home. And obviously, like I just shared, for me to even consider moving home, I did go through, like, you know, really hard depression and stuff. Like, yeah. that's definitely what opened my mind to going home because I just thought I would never go back purely because of money. Let's be real. I was like, I would only go back if I've made it and I can, like, financially like support myself back home so that's why i said i would never go back and and i guess like yeah i'm guilty of going back and being like everybody does the same thing Mm. everybody is you know depressed and like broke and you know and i'm not gonna lie it it is kind of like sometimes like i'm gonna be real like um sometimes it feels that way Mm. but what i've realized for the reasons of why i'm going home a lot of people go home because of family and the mm. community and why I'm going home. And, like, it's different needs. Like, people look at us, too, especially because we've got a business here that's, a you know, a well-known business. We make good money here. We're settled. Like, you know, we've done it. We've bought a lot here. Mm. And that's why everyone's so shocked. Like, why would you give this up and yes. go home? But what people don't know is that, like, we haven't been happy mm. for a long time. Mm. The pandemic just kind of highlighted, like, priorities and like what we wanted in life and as much as I love make it pretty and we are going to start it in New Zealand there's other things I want to do and you know like there's other things I want for my kids and my family and so there's that's what I love about Gary V how he speaks on like happiness and it's Mm. not about like when I thought about it like that I'm like the things that I was holding on to here are all materialistic things, all money yes. and, and all that. And you do like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like you need money to survive. Like struggling is like not fun, <laughs> but I also feel like you have to trust your, your heart. You have to trust, you know, your intuition and like, you know, I trust the Lord and I've prayed about it. And my heart has been calling home for all year. Like mm. I felt it, it, I've felt to move out of Melbourne for a very long time, for a couple of years now, but like all year I felt New Zealand and I'm finally like in a place where I'm ready to like follow that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking forward to following that because you never go wrong by like following your heart. And that's what I'm doing. But um, yeah, like the, the, reaction that we get from everybody is like what happened mm. you know like they i think everyone thinks we must have split up or something yeah. or like something tragic is happened for us to consider moving home but i'm like priorities just changed man like yeah. my, like i want different things in life right now this in this period i mean i mean i might come back but for mm. now i know that i'm gonna go home like, i'm called to going home and i want to go home with all my family you know like i got married and moved away and i want to go home and reconnect with everyone like Nice. I just want to go home. Yeah,
0: (laughs) nice. I love that you speak about – you know, like in someone else's eyes, they'll look at you and be like, "What? She like she made it. She killed it. She did all these things." But you talk about like it's it's all materialistic things. It's it's not like when you sit down, you know, with yourself, Fat and I, it's like, "Am I happy? No, exactly. I'm not. I'm not happy. So what's the point? Like, what's the point exactly. of all these materialistic things?" Yeah. Um, I think another point as well is it goes back to like mindset like i remember i think it's dr joe dispenza he he's like doing an interview somewhere and um the crowd is like reacting with him and she's like He's, he lives in a certain, I I don't know the actual cities, but say he lives in New York and she lives in LA and she goes, oh, how's the weather in New York? And he goes, well, how's the weather in LA? And she goes, it sucks. It's raining here. It's real shit. And he goes, well, that's how it's going to be in New York because, you know, at the end of the day, it's how you see the world, how you see things. So if you choose to go home and go to New Zealand and see like, oh, this is shit, you know, I came from this shithole, this all sucks, then that's what you're going to see. But if you go home and you're like, no, I can do what I did in Melbourne and I can actually do it better, Mm. then that's what you're also going to see. And another thing that I love, um, that we spoke about was that we have options like if you go home and you're like you you know gets down the track and you're like actually I hate it here I don't I don't want this anymore you can come back to melbourne you can go to the states you can go to gold coast you can like it's not your final destination you know and some people think like the decision you make is, like, a lifelong decision. But I was like, nah, like, at any moment in time, you can make a different decision. You have I different choices. everything comes
1: down to self-awareness, and I think you need to be brave enough to, like, be real with yourself, you know, yes. like, even having to sell everything at, at my home and all of that, you know, because, you know, I talked to a few people who have moved back and they're like, oh, if I were you, I would bring all your stuff back because you're not going to get anything here. But it's like, I have to be self-aware with, like, what do I need? And like, I'm like, well, I can't, I got bills that I need to pay to wrap up mm. Melbourne and I, I'm not going to be able to go into a house. Like you, we're not going to get a house. That's mm. as big as our house now to fit everything for one. So like there's pointless taking it all back. Cause we mm. weren't, will not we are going to have to start off humble there.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, even with like, you know, how people are so shocked that we're going and we're giving up, like how much we've built here. At the end of the day, they don't live my life. I yes. live my life, you know what I mean? Like, I'm the one who has to yes. sleep at night, and I'm the one who who, who has to live this life, and yeah. if I'm not happy, then, like, what's the point? Like, it may be somebody... Like, I just think you have to be real with yourself, and, like, yeah, like you said, like, just because... If you don't like your life, you can do different things. You can make different choices mm. and, and, and all of that, and, I mean, yeah, my I just have been led to New Zealand, but I do. I do think that... Like you said, you've got options and you don't have to be stuck in what you're stuck yeah. in. And you don't have to go or something just because it looks good to everybody else, yes. you know? Yes. And just because, like, I don't, like, my business is really good, does well and stuff, but I want to do other things yeah. as well as that, you know? And yes. I, I, I could just keep doing it because it does well or I could follow my heart and, you know, try different things nice And I'm a hustler, so I'm gonna go home yes. to NZ and I'll hustle. I'm not going back yeah. to be broke. I'm going back to figure it out.
0: That's the energy you convey. Eh? Like yeah. you're just like, I'll make it work. Like yeah. you watch me. Like I, I got know. this. And if I
1: can't, see you guys picking <laughs> up.
0: <laughs> see you. See you soon. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Um, so what, what's what been your, so this podcast is actually called Life Lessons of Leash. Uh-huh. Um, and it's all about, you know, sharing your story. And obviously, sometimes through the hardships that we have, we learn our biggest lessons. So what would you say is your biggest lesson that you've learned in life?
1: Probably just to go off what I was just saying. Like, I feel like currently, one of the biggest lessons that I'm learning is to evaluate like your life like evaluate your priorities and your values and then like see if your life aligns with that like does that align with you know um you know living in Melbourne doesn't align with what I want for my children at this point yeah I mean I'm I've learned too not to say never because (laughs) you know but um yeah and then be brave enough to like make the changes I know that like we made a lot of choices without thinking about that, which is why we got stuck here a lot. I mean, well, the pandemic definitely mm. got us stuck. But, um, you know, we made a life for us that was – we worked – before I had my, my last son, Wolf, we worked so hard. Like, it was fun to begin with, and mm. then I got burnt out. And what we did was we created a life based on an income working that hard.
0: Uh, you true, know which is yeah. and
1: this year i pulled right back because we stopped taking because i i go to church i'm um, lds and um we keep the sabbath holy so we don't work on sundays but we like my my industry is weekend mm. so we can survive off the one day but i bought a life by working this friday and yeah. i mean this saturday and sunday and this year i stopped sundays mm. because i was burnt out I I wanted my kids to go to church. I didn't want to do that anymore, so we stopped and lost basically half our income. And that's why this year has been like a bit of a struggle. I mean, we get by, but you know, we're used to like living off like more than that. But I had to be true to my values, and I've been happier business wise from doing that. But um, just all year, I've I've just been evaluating everything, and now we're making this change. We're moving to New Zealand. But I feel way better because yeah. it's obviously right, and I obviously was feeling not okay because I wasn't happy. Yeah. And you know, I think you, I think you constantly have to evaluate your life, and yeah, evaluate it. To think about your values and check that what you're currently doing actually fits with it. And if it doesn't, like, make changes. Yeah. Because you're in charge of your life. <laughs> I like, love that
0: so much. Yeah. That's so good. That, That's what I think. That is awesome i love that values as well like even knowing your values like so many people don't even know what their values are it's like sitting down like what's my top five values
1: yeah and making sure that yeah your values is how you deal with everything yeah like that's essentially like what why you do what you do yeah how you show up in the world yeah and sometimes you need to get that clear like I think what was holding me back from going to New Zealand because I felt going to New Zealand at the beginning of the year. And I think what held me back was I was trying to hold on to the Melbourne lifestyle that I have built. Mm, right. And uh, and then when I stripped it right back and realized that like, yeah, it's just material things. It's mm. just all this. And like, I, I've, I'm living this life and I'm not, I don't feel fulfilled. I, I just feel like something's missing and my heart is telling me to go to New Zealand. And then when I realized that, You know, I was like, I, and I let that go. Then it was easy to make the decision to move home. And then, you know, like I love materialistic stuff because I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I love (laughs) nice things, but I work hard for the nice things, you know, but I'm not a person who values that over like what's important. Mm. And I realized that like, that's why it was getting so Like my decision to move from Melbourne was keep getting complicated because I was just holding on to what we've built here and now I've let it go. And now, like, the path, like, to go home is, like, opened up and it just – now I see where I want to go yeah. and I'm ready to go to that next chapter. And I think that's important. Like, you just have to evaluate and follow your heart. Like you Nice. Know? Yeah.
0: I love that so much. Um, we're actually finishing up, but I, I, um, I just thought of this – another question, and it's um, if you could teach your kids uh, one thing that you didn't have growing up, what would it be?
1: independence really that's the first thing that to my head yeah like my i grew up with a single mom and she didn't teach me that kind of stuff i kind of i had to learn a lot of that the hard way Mm. and so i think i would teach them to stand on their own two feet because anything could happen i mean like my Mm. my husband he he was raised by a single mom too and um lost her at like 15 and I just think, like, even, like, what Gary Vee says, too, like, you know how there's so, like, you know how he talks about how he gets, his inbox is full of people who live at home under their parents, mm-hmm. and they're unhappy? Yeah. I would teach that, because then they can survive.
0: Yeah.
1: That's something I didn't have, like, yeah, and I've learned a lot the hard way.
0: Actually, just, like, that reminds me. Like, financial
1: me. independence, too. Like, Ooh, I did not get taught anything yep. about, like, housing <laughs> and all that, and now I'm at this point where we've lived this good life, and I should have invested, but I didn't, you know? Yeah. I would teach them all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I was so lucky. Um, My older sister actually taught me, when you said independence, I thought about her straight away because she actually taught me independence. Um, And both my parents have had split up and we were living with my dad at the time. And she was like, um, I can't remember what she was actually trying to get, but she was trying to get something. Um, and she was just like hustling for it. She was working, she was so young. We were still in high school. Um, and I was like, Oh, why don't you just like ask dad? Like, and she was like, No, like I'm gonna do this myself. Like, and that just like hit something to me that I was like, Oh shit, like, yeah, you do need that independence because at the end of the day, like you've only got yourself mm-hmm. and that's how you that's how you get around in the world. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, we're wrapping up now. I just want to say thank you so much for being on. This has been so good. And you're my first guest. Um, but honestly, I feel like this is going to help so many people. Um, I mean, you have even helped me like through this, like there's so many like knowledge bombs, so much good wisdom. Um, but I want to do a little, um, I think it's like a quick fire, they call it. And it's just some quick questions and just, you just tell me what you think. So (laughs) (laughs) there's only a few. (laughs) So the first one is taro or chop suey? Chop suey. Oh, that was quick. (laughs) (laughs) Some good chop suey um jason momoa or the rock
1: jason momoa
0: i was just started getting into the rock like listening to his life and about podcasts about him like oh, have you yeah. seen a lot of stuff nah, that's... I haven't. so he recently came up on on tiktok because um do you know drew afualo Afu, i feel like Sounds that's her name familiar, but... she does like she's like like when guys come for girls she just claps back and she's someone but she's oh, us true. raised and um, she she was like hosting she was a host for an event And the rock comes up and she's like greeting him in Samoan language, like talofa and like saying, or I can't remember what she actually says. And then he's like, oh, wow, look at that. Like, and it looks like he's caught off guard, right? Because she's Samoan. He's probably never had that before. She's in like Samoan attire; She looks amazing. Um, But people are like coming coming for him because they're like, you had one job, you didn't pass the vibe check. Why did you not like say, you know, greet her back? Like, you know, you're both Samoan you know all of this some people are saying that and then there's the other point which is like he's tried to do it before and everyone comes to him that he doesn't pronounce stuff right so he's like well maybe that's why he didn't say and then again like oh he probably just got caught off guard like because he's like whoa like there's someone you know someone woman here speaking like he's probably just like oh shit like wow look at that like yeah so that's going on at the moment but um yeah (laughs) that was just a whole rant about that would you rather have to go every time you walk into a room or always be picked as the around the world you know what around the world is eh with the cookie you know when you do the cookie hula and they have like at the end um they'll go pick a partner and then you have to go up and hula with them
1: oh yeah that (laughs) really you'd rather (laughs) do
0: that (laughs) <laughs> nice i'd rather oh actually imagine that like
1: walking into any yeah, room that'd be like, be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> sorry but no
0: <laughs> can you hold
1: up? <laughs> yes no <nah>. uh, <laughs> i used to
0: bro i'm still trying to learn as no, i'm like i like, need nah, i need to, I need to learn like,
1: that um, i stick to decorations <laughs>
0: i just make things pretty but that's it that's everything oh, yeah thank you so much oh, um well. for being on the podcast it's been amazing to have you um yeah so honored to have you on the podcast do you have any last words you want to say
1: no nah, but when i start mine up again because yeah. i haven't done in a while um i have to get you on i remember i told you ages ago, i was like <laughs> <on> the podcast <laughs> and like Oh, Wait, I, was really <laughs> I was looking forward to that
0: i was looking forward to that too no nah, i think we'll it, i we'll i got COVID as well when we were oh, supposed to yeah, do yeah. it and then yeah i was actually i was really upset about that all right thank you so much You're oh my gosh you guys that episode was a whole bunch of fire and if you think so too Please go ahead and rate and review us. You can also come over to the gram and message me. Tell me how you feel. Tell me what you think of the podcast. I would love to talk to you. Uh, better yet, screenshot this episode and tag us at so extra dot underscore, underscore. We are also on TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook at so underscore extra. Oh my gosh, I, I'm just so grateful that you're here. I love you so much. for being here grateful 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 you could be anywhere in the world but you decided to come and listen to this podcast um i also hope that you're gonna go binge all the other episodes i swear there's so much goodness in here but until next time thank you so much i hope you have an amazing rest of your day kia ora ngā mihi nui kia koe kā kite koi kia